Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of the Travelmation podcast, where we talk about all things travel, Disney, and more. We are so excited you're joining us. This is an episode I have been so excited about, not just an episode, but a series I have been excited about for a long time on the Travelmation podcast, because as we are gearing up for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary, we're going to take one episode each month and talk about a different Disney decade. And so we're going to go back in time all the way to 1971 and talk about what it was like during that first year. We've got a very special guest with us on the show today. But before we go there, what's new around the world and great content and then finishing off with trivia with Tim. And don't forget, if you're not following us on Instagram yet, you can find us at the Travelmation Podcast. Let's go. Hey everyone, it's time for what's new around the world. Now, if you haven't seen this already, Epcot has unveiled its six-story tall harmonious centerpiece barge in the middle of the World Showcase Lagoon. Guys, this thing is crazy. So it's going to be the, the centerpiece of the new show Harmonious that's coming to Epcot. And we know a few things about it. Um, one, that it's about six stories tall, that it will have a high-density water curtain, moving lights, and fountains. And we're just so excited to see. We know we've, they've been testing the fireworks. So we're really excited to see what Harmonious has in store for us. And um, I'm just so ready for it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just ready for some sort of normalcy to really come back. And a, a show is really going to be one of those things. Tim, what do you have for us this week? Absolutely. I am staying on the Epcot trend lots of momentum here uh wednesday march the third was a big day for epcot uh it marked the first day of the flower and garden festival which is uh, one of my favorites so all of the booths are open all of the topiaries are up the flowers are everywhere it's it's the prettiest time of year for epcot um but also in a surprise move they revealed all of the new pavilion logo flags are now up there's um six of those logos on either side of the new fountain as well as a new lighting package for the entrance area and a new background music loop so i believe this marks the end of the the redo of the entrance of epcot so we've got that part of the park open and we just need to work on the center of it what you got austin (laughs) yep Perfect. We finally finished the front. Finally. Now it's time to do actually all the work that's left. <laughs> um, guys, well, normally in what's new around the world, we stick to the Walt Disney World, but this is big. This news that I've got, it's bigger than the world. It is the universe. And the reason we're incorporating this news announcement is because it is pretty epic. Because, di- uh, sorry, not even Disney. Universal Parks and Resorts just announced today that they are resuming construction on their third theme park, Universal's Epic Universe, which is super exciting, not only because there's progress in the land of theme parks, um, but because there's a lot of things that I think are going to be pretty um, just breathtaking when it comes to your theme park experience. And ultimately, the one I'm most excited about because we've seen it in Asia is Super Nintendo World. And as a kid, I was geeking out about this. I loved Super Mario, especially 64. That was like the game of my life. There's so many great, I mean, the Mario Kart attraction, like 
what what in the world? This is going to be amazing. So I'm excited. It's not Disney, but it's still awesome. And that's what's new around the world. Okay, we are ready to board the time machine. Roll call. This is Alston. Hi, everyone. It's Christina. Hello, friends. This is Tim. And you are back listening to the Travelmation podcast, where we are about to take you back in time. We have a very special guest on the show today. We did a very uh, quaint interview with her. Her name is Rose Thornton. And Rose is a very special guest because she was actually in Walt Disney World during that coveted first year of 1971 into 1972, October to October. Gosh, what a time to have visited the parks. Guys, how badly do you wish you were there in 1971? (laughs) I would love to be there. I'm sure that's how you guys feel, just like walking into Disneyland is how we would probably feel Yes. Uh, in 1971. Totally. Yeah. That yeah, that's pretty accurate. And <laughs> honestly like I love Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and all that it brings, but I feel like any time you add something like that to Disneyland, it takes us further away from that original nostalgia that is those opening decades. Yeah, totally. I'm um I really I'm really loving the stories from Rose and it just it just reminds me of, you know, what Walt originally had in mind when he built these mm-hmm. theme parks. So yeah. such a such a fun thing to walk down memory lane. Yeah. And just listening to her, she's such a good storyteller. And just listening to her, you are, you're transported back in time. So without further ado, here is our interview with 1971 guest at Walt Disney World, Rose Thornton. All right, everyone. We are joined here on the Travelmation podcast. We are here with Rose. Rose, how are you doing tonight? Doing fine, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time to be on our show. We are so excited that you're here. Um, For those of you who don't know, Rose has a very special thing about her that not many people can say, and that is that Rose was in Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom in 1971 opening year, which is such a cool feat. We are so excited. Um, So just thank you for taking some time to talk to us, tell us your stories, tell us all about it. Um, And we're just excited to hear from you. Well, thank you. Awesome. Okay. So I just want to dive in and we'll go around. We can all ask you some questions. Um, But my first question is just when when I say 1971 Walt Disney World, because you're obviously still a Disney fan, you've got the Minnie Mouse sweatshirt on right now. You're still a <laughs> Disney fan to this day. But when I say Disney World 1971, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Tell us a little bit about that trip. Well, the thing that I can think about is when I went to Disney World and walking through those arches, um, I thought about going through a time zone, Mm. leaving the old world behind me and going into this magical place. Yeah. And it was just quite different back then because you had uh, uh, the cart, the trolley car was going, the uh, balloons were there. Um, It was just different. It was just like going back in time. Yeah, that's so cool. 
him. I lived in Miami at that time. So actually, we all, it was about 10 of us that went Mm -hmm. all at one time. That's fun. Was it just like a group of your friends or a couple of families? Yes, my mom, my mother, my daughter, friends. We got on this bus and we we left on a Saturday morning at five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) We met at the bus station and uh, the bus took off at six o'clock. Take about it took about four hours to drive to Orlando, four mm-hmm. four and a half, and then they brought us directly to the park. We got wow. off at the park, and um, we were there from about twelve thirty, one o'clock. By the time they fed us and everything, because it was kind of like a little bus tour. Oh, neat! And and then what happened was um, they dropped us off at the park. And we went there and we spent the day until about six o'clock. Then the bus picked us up, brought us to a motel mm-hmm. and we spent the night. And then the next day they dropped us off at the park at nine o'clock. And then we left the park at about four 30, I would say. Yeah. And um, this was all an inclusive thing. That's it pretty cool. One price that for everything. Super cool. So did they include like the meals you ate in the parks too? Did yeah, you guys eat anywhere? Included- Yes, yeah, so they included one one meal. They included the tickets. They included uh, because back then we had those A B C D E yep. tickets, yep. paper tickets, and uh, but then you never had enough of those. You always had to go <laughs> to one of those booths there and, and yep. buy extra tickets. That's how they yeah. got gotcha. you. Yeah, gotcha that, yeah. Time. But it was really so, fun. Rose, what were what were some of your favorite rides that you can remember from? from your first visit? Well, my favorite of all times was um, the uh, Dolls. The small, oh, world. small World. Small World. Yeah, that was my yeah. favorite. And my least favorite was uh, back then was the 2000 Leagues Under the Sea because <laughs> oh, we were yeah. down in the submarines. Yeah. But that, that was my favorite. The uh, yeah, I did the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea at Disneyland recently, and I was so surprised that that is still like very, allowed to be an attraction. It's very it seemed, claustrophobic. Yeah, oh. it seemed oh, yes. like it would scare yes. people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad it's gone Ooh, from our side. Ooh. Do you do you still love It's a Small World to this day since yes, it's I go still open? Time. Yeah. Yes, I go every time I go to Disney World, I go there. Jess could attest to that. (laughs) I love it. I I think we did an episode on unpopular opinions, and I was one of the few people I said, I love It's a Small World. It's such a great attraction. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It was at the World's Fair, I heard, in New York at one time. That that, uh, carousel of progress. It's so funny that you say, like, when you like your your vision of entering the park and and you said that it was much different back then but like even as i think of it today like going under the entryways seeing the mm-hmm. trolley cars seeing the balloons and entering like you know like just going back in time like that's still mm-hmm. what i think of so it's mm-hmm. it's so funny that we're we're kind of launching some episodes where we're going to get go through the history of magic kingdom leading up to the 50th but that it's ironic that, you know, as many things have changed over the years that those, those pillars still exist, Yeah, you know, right. 
you still yeah. get that feeling, excuse yeah. me, you still get that feeling today, except that back then seeing it for the first time. Right. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't imagine. No. You just can't imagine the, what you felt. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, it's unexplainable. It really is. That is so cool. Yeah, because you're right that it's so rare that you would have had that experience to go into a different time period where we kind of take that for granted these days. It's There's a lot of places you can kind of quote unquote, go back in time. But he was kind of the first person to go, hey, I want you to step into a complete, I want you to be inside the movie for the first mm-hmm. time. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's great. Hey, Rose, do you remember any of the food in the parks? We always talk about food here on this podcast. We like food, Rose. Food and drinks. <laughs> it's popular here. No, I can't remember too much about the food. Um, I I don't remember if it, what time it was I had the turkey leg. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I can't. You know, I've been there so many times since then. Yeah. I've been there oh, for the first 25 years. I was going once a year. And wow. then after, yeah. Then after that, there was a break and then I started going again. That's what I was so, just going to ask too. How often do you go now these days? Oh, once or twice a year. All oh, right. That's awesome. Love that. Well, that's with, great. this time with COVID uh, mm-hmm. this, year, yeah. this year, yeah, I went once this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious because you've you've been every year. What do you feel like are those things that just stand out to you? You're like, wow, this is so much different than it used to be. Well, I know some of the rides have changed a couple mm-hmm. times. Space yeah. Mountain was not there. I know that. Right. Um, but um, Bear Rabbit, um, mm-hmm. that had changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Pirates of Caribbean weren't, that wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> but the... the um, and also the bucket rides are gone. The people movers different. Yeah, you know that that's gotten big, and there's a lot lot of changes. I mean, goodness, and just recently, you know, the uh, Grand Prix changed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's got they just finished yeah. remodeling on that. Yeah. So, did you get yeah. to do the sky buckets when you were there? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, that's and, so but cool. they're not. But they're not the sky buckets that were. Um, the sky lifts or the sky buckets over to the new new hotel. No, no, the original sky buckets. Oh yeah, in the park. I, yeah. I was so sorry to see them go. I was oh so gosh, sorry to see them go. I would was have it, loved to have tried that. Wasn't yes. that? Um, it went from front. Excuse me. It went from Fantasyland over to Tomorrowland. That's the, so the cool. Didn't didn't that state like that used to be over where the tangled restrooms are now, right? where you yeah. could like get on and off. Yeah. I remember seeing the, like, cause the station was there abandoned for a long yeah. time mm-hmm. yeah. and then for they sure. ended up knocking it down. Yeah. So yeah, is it weird? It like, is it weird when you walk around the parks today? Do you feel like kind of like Tim was saying, you kind of still see those elements from the past where you're like, it, Oh, yeah. that's where the sky buckets were. Yeah, because um, and uh, sometimes you know you stop and think, "Hey, this used to be Mickey's house, and that's <laughs> yeah. like it's all gone." Yeah. Hey, yeah. this was used to be here, and then now it's gone. But, yeah. yeah. Now, are you changed. a fan of when they kind of change over those classic rides or get rid of those no. classic rides? Are you no team classic <laughs> ride? <laughs> right true. I like the old way. Yeah. <laughs> I love All right. that. I was but looking you know, at it is, 
it is um I feel like it's more crowded now than it was back then too. Oh yeah. Oh goodness. It It was just that is for sure. Yeah. I was looking at the the list of attractions that were there on opening day. So some of them are still around. You've got the jungle cruise, the enchanted tiki room was was called the Tropical Serenade, the tree house was there, the country bears, haunted mansion, even Hall of Presidents. Like there was a lot Mm -hmm. fewer presidents back then, but that was there. Small world, like you said, uh, Peter Pan, Mad Tea Party. And right. A, I'm surprised Carousel. at how, uh, yeah, there's such a good chunk of the opening day attractions that are still going. Still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they yes. were going to get rid of one of those that I just listed, which one would you protest for? <laughs> and you would, you would stand in front of it. You're like, you can't take this one away. The carousel. The, oh, carousel the carousel or the carousel of progress? Which one yeah. are you? T- no, no, the the merry-go-round. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take, take the carousel so of progress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it sounds like Rose would chain herself to Small World if they tried to get rid of that. So oh, we, we yeah. better not touch that either. No, no. no. <laughs> Rose, have you been to Disneyland? Have you seen that one yet? No, I've, I've never been to Disneyland. Oh. No. We gotta so fix Rose, that. Rose, when you talk about that like first experience and just, you know, go in there for the first time. That's how I felt because I grew up going to magic kingdom and Walt Disney world. So even as an adult, it's kind of a, you know, it's not a new thing, right? It's something I've always experienced. But when me and Mallory went to Disneyland for the first time in 2017 and you walk through where Walt was and you see the places, you know, his apartment and the benches he sat on, like, for me, that was that experience. You know what I mean? Where it was just that yeah. emotional experience. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine being there the the first year that it was opened. Yeah. Man. Well, it was unfortunate that um, that things have changed so much because um, some of the modern rides in Disneyland, excuse me, in Disney World, have taken some of that fantasy away. Like yeah. over in Tomorrowland, you know, yeah. I'm not Tomorrowland, you know, it's just changed. Yes. I like the I like the people mover. Oh, that's, yeah, that's my favorite attraction, Rose. Yeah. But um they have um they've changed quite a bit. It's yeah. changed. Yeah. Did if you ever you... do uh Stitch's Great Escape, Rose? <laughs> <laughs> Alien I, I encounter. Sure hope not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that is the ultimate identity crisis of Tomorrowland. Yeah. <laughs> That's sure awesome. Is. All right. Last question, Rose. And this is a this is a big one. If you could bring back one thing from 1971 into Disney World of today, what would it be? Well, uh, I can't bring one thing, but I can bring a couple things. Okay. Perfect. When you go down, when you go down Main Street. Yep. Used to have the barber shop quartet mm-hmm. comes out and was on the street and would sing, and then right on the corner there was like a candy shop, and I think there is still there. Last time it was a candy mm-hmm. shop there, but it's different. Yeah, behind the candy shop is a little hat shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the back then they had some of these old fashioned hats, you know, mm. Victorian type hats. Yeah. They're quite different from today, <laughs> and I think that they should bring that magic back. Of course, yeah. 
it's outdated, but that's one thing I'd bring back. Oh, I don't know. I think Mallory would buy one of those. Yeah, no. I, I, I was sorry I didn't. I was really wanted yeah. by one, and I was sorry I didn't. Then as you walk down Main Street on the right-hand side in the little cold, the cul-de-sac-like mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. is you used to have flowers on a oh, um, cool. cart when a woman would sell real flowers. Wow. You know, and she had oh, to mix nice. up with them. And that should come back. That is so Main Street. So what you think of when you think of a small town. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then the movie theater, I don't know what was playing last time I was there, but when I was there, uh, Steamboat Willie used Mm -hmm. to be there. That that was uh, playing. And um, I think they need to bring some more of the magic back. I think it's lost a little bit of its magic. Mm. Because, you know, who, where do you see a, a cart with flowers? And where do you see a man on a street, which you, they still have today, selling balloons and yeah. um, the trolley <laughs> yeah. car coming down the street and a horse and buggy? You mm-hmm. know, that's all, you know, I think they should bring some of that back. And that's been one of the interesting things about the lower crowds of COVID is that you do see some of those things more like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, before COVID, you would never see the trolley because the streets right. were so packed, so crowded. Yeah, but lately I've seen it come back and, and they yeah. have some of the characters on there and it's so yeah. fun and it, it feels like more nostalgic, like you were saying, but I, I'm, I think you're right. I think if they brought that flower cart back, I mean, yeah, they would sell super. out in a day. Yeah, well, they sure they sell a lot of balloons, so I'm sure <laughs> a lot of flowers. It'd be like fifty dollars for a flower. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that how prices have changed, also, but it's so well worth it. Yeah, I think Christina actually it. found out. Christina, what was the cost that it was opening day? Yeah, so in op- on opening day, tickets for adults was three fifty, and for children, yeah. it was one dollar. Which yeah. today, just a, like oh, as man. far as inflation is concerned, three fifty is still only about twenty one dollars, <laughs> and one dollar is still only about six dollars. So we have yeah. like Some really have gone changed. up from there. Yeah, they outpaced yeah. that yeah. for sure. <laughs> That's yeah. true, but but the, you don't have to pay for the attractions anymore. Right. So That's true. Maybe right. we are saving. <laughs> true, <laughs> kind well, of. Rose, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to? give a shout out to the listeners out there. No, only that they're missing uh, a very, very, I'd say wonderful experience. If they don't come to Disney world, they really are because once you go, you, you'll never forget it. You always go on to come back and you bring your children, yeah. you bring your grandchildren and great grandchildren. That's yep. amazing. It was just wonderful. That's awesome. Rose, thank you so much for taking You're some welcome. time to hang out with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, thank You're you, Rose. Welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. Wow. Guys, that was special. I mean, did you not just feel like you were transported back in time to 1971? Yes, and she even felt like she was transported back to 1971. So yes, it she was, did. it was great. It was I'm just really wondering nice. how we get Rose back on another episode. That's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Well, she's so been every we, year since opening day. We can bring her on all the open, all the episodes. <laughs> well, you know, we might have to get Rose at Cava de Tequila soon. 
and do a live episode from there. That's what I think. I, so. I bet Rose parties. I can tell. I, well, I, I hear think she does. I hear she's Italian, so maybe we'll bring her over to the wine cellar. Ooh, that's, that's true. right. Tutto gusto. Yes. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, gosh. Hilda. No, sorry. We're, we'll be there, Hilda. But there was there was so much. There were so many great stories there. I really, I mean, just the little details that she talked about, like the flower cart. I felt like that was that would be such an easy thing to bring back, maybe. Um, but that it would just add that retro Main Street, Marceline, Missouri feel back totally. into the park. So I think I think Rose is onto something there. And yeah, they Listen, could sell Bob, it for $50. Bob Chapek, if you're listening, <clears throat> bring back the flowers for Rose. <laughs> I just love that her name is Rose Thornton, too. I mean, can't believe that's it. Right. That's, that sounds fake. I don't fake. even know if I believe that. But. <laughs> But all right, so what I want to do next is I want us, because I know our listeners and I know our fans and they are Disney fanatics. So they want the deep dive of what 1971 into 1972 really was like that first year. And so guys, I have found, and I shared it with you guys, but we'll, we'll post this on our uh, Instagram. So make sure you're following us at Travel Mission Podcast. Back in the Disney, this was uh, on the 40th anniversary, the Walt Disney World blog actually posted this, and it was the original, uh, they didn't even have maps back then. Instead of park maps like we know and love today, they had a newspaper that they would give to the guests to kind of explain and walk them through what the experience was going to be like, which is Which is so Main Street. (laughs) That's so, right, that's so small town. All you Imagineers who are listening- on the 50th, instead of park maps, you should do newspapers just oh, for one day. Boom. I could cry. That's what I think I could cry. should happen. Oh, my right? goodness. By the way, right? we will be there on the 50th. Yes. And we may- I've got my park passes. Me we too. may just have to record live on the 50th to say that we did. But I think we have to. That's not even a question. <clears throat> Obviously, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Obviously. But this is so amazing. And what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to walk you through. There's two pages of this newspaper that really walk you through the attractions, the food and refreshments, uh, even the refreshments. That sounds so funny. Uh, Hmm. The shops and the entertainment that was there, opening day, opening year of 1971, 50, almost 50 years ago. And so this is is a time uh, time machine back to 1971. And I'm just going to start us off on Main Street, USA, because this is where... I feel like Walt's vision was truly carried into Disney World. Um, As you guys know, Walt passed away before Disney World even opened, so he didn't get to see it come to fruition. But I do feel like a lot of the ideas and the vision that he had for the park still um, came to fruition because a lot of it was modeled after Disneyland. But so on Main Street USA, and you guys have to remember, like Rose talked about, they had the ticket books back then. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a free-for-all. You can get on any attraction anytime you want. You had to use these ticket books or pay an additional fee, like if you're at a local fair. And so the first attraction listed on here with Main Street USA is the Walt Disney World Railroad. And it was a D ticket attraction, so pretty pretty high up there. E is as high as it went, or 75 cents. So... (laughs) That could be uh could be a pretty penny at the end of the day. And I think maybe I probably would have added up to current day pricing had I been there in nineteen seventy one trying to do all of these things. <laughs> right. 
But uh, really quick, let's go through this list. Walt Disney World Railroad, Main Street Cinema, the Penny Arcade, the Omnibus, the Horse Cars, Horseless Carriages, um, something called a Jitney, which I don't know what a Jitney is, but it was an A-ticket attraction or 10 cents. They had a fire engine. They had the Market House, sponsored by Smuckers and Dixie Crystal's Sugar, which I just thought was so fun. It's like, oh my goodness, Smuckers in 1971, they're sponsoring stuff. Uh, they had the Tobacconist, the House of Magic, the Hallmark Cards, the Harmony Barbershop, the Walt Disney World Emporium, the Greenhouse, and the Cup and Saucer. I'm just like, that is amazing to think is about. Is a being Tobacconist there. what I think it is? Absolutely, it is <laughs> a cigar roller. I'm cigarette pretty sure. Roller? Yeah, that's that's what the cigar store Native American little statue used to be. That's right. So Austin, the Jitney is basically a horseless carriage. It was one of the streetcars that they had. So along with the carriage and the omnibus, they had a Jitney, and so it looks like it holds about five or six people and a driver. And you ride it up and down Main Street. Wow. So there you go. That's awesome. Um, all right, Tim, walk us through what the food on Main Street looked like, though. Before we get to the food, um, looking at the newspaper after the introduction, I just think it's hilarious because I know that we've talked about um, a lot of different tours, like a VIP tour mm-hmm. and behind-the-scenes tours on this show before. Even on opening day... They had a three-hour guided tour <laughs> that you could purchase. They knew what they like, were doing I, since then. I love that. Like yeah. from day one, it was like, or you can upgrade. So the tour <laughs> yeah. included five attractions with a guide plus an e-coupon for an attraction chosen by the guest. So three-hour tour, even on opening day. It's called um, plussing. That's right. <laughs> um, with so rest food stops and refreshments, provided, which would have made me mama happy. Me mama would have liked that. <laughs> We had the Town Square Cafe sponsored by Oscar Mayer. So maybe some bologna sandwiches there. Who knows? Uh, The Crystal Palace, which is still there today. The Plaza Ice Cream Parlor sponsored by Borden's. Not anymore. (laughs) And the Refreshment Corner sponsored by Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola was an original opening day sponsor. That's so so crazy. That's awesome. That is crazy. My goodness. They knew they knew it was going to be big from from day one. Yep. I, I remember there was a fake news article a couple of years ago, and I was so upset because it was talking about how Coke had lost the sponsorship of Disney World, and they were giving it to Pepsi. And then oh I found gosh. out it was a fake article. It's like, okay, thank goodness. I don't know if that would ever happen just because of this specifically. I mean, they've been there since oh, yeah. day one. Yeah. They probably pay disney to be part of it at this point disney's not buying coke so like instead of dasani we would get aquafina's is that what would happen don't don't even mention don't i don't know i don't know which one's worse don't speak that (laughs) don't speak that (laughs) no but we'll post this so you guys can do the full deep dive on here we could we could literally read you this whole thing and take you back in time but we don't have that much time or you would need to go back in time on your car ride But let's dive over to Adventureland. And so just to give a quick overview, it's still pretty similar to how it is today. You've got Main Street, you've got Adventureland, you've got Frontierland, Liberty Square, Fantasyland, and Tomorrowland. Those were the lands. And and you'll laugh when you see this map. It's it's not embellished at all. It's just like, hey, here's here's everything broken down by squares. This is it is is unbelievable. It's a circle. Like obviously it's a circle, (laughs) and then it's 
like a pie chart. Think a pie chart. And it has like Tomorrowland off to the right and Fantasyland. It's hilarious. It is so basic. It would never fly today, ever. It's so funny. I can't wait to post it for you guys. Uh, Christina, what jumps out to you about Adventureland? Well, um, I I do I just love the the booklet that they have with the with the attractions and how you had to actually pay for the attractions. So it says Adventureland, Jungle Cruise, uh, Swiss Family Treehouse, and it lists every attraction. But next to it, it tells you what type of attraction it is, whether it's an e-ticket attraction or A, B, C, D, whatever, and how much it costs. So, and I said it during during Rose's interview that a child ticket back then costed $1. Well, to ride Jungle Cruise, it could cost you 80 cents if you're a child or 90 cents if you're an adult. So you're paying almost as much as <laughs> you'd pay to get in the park just to ride a ride once, which I think is, is hilarious. Um, that's really what sticks out to me, but... Of course, Adventureland is Adventureland. It's Jungle Cruise. It's um, Swiss Family Treehouse. Tropical Serenade, which yeah. is an e-ticket. Right. What? And that, that's presented by Florida Citrus Growers. That's the Tiki Room now. That's what baffled that me. Is, that the Tiki Room was their e-ticket attraction. E-ticket. I would. You. I don't know if you could pay me to step foot in the Tiki Room. <laughs> Here's this what I'm unpopular interested in. opinions part two. <laughs> The clacking. Under the enter, entertainment section, we've got the Adventureland Still Drum Band. Uh-oh. Where did mm. they go? Where Where are they now? That would have been awesome. Gosh, they need to bring them back for the 50th, too. Another yeah. Michael, Michael Scott reference today. Yep. Our second hot, one of hot, the day. Hot. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that overall sticks out to me about this is the amount of live entertainment. And that I totally. feel like is it's so true. Like when you are in Disneyland and they have the bands playing more often, or even, you know, in Animal Kingdom when they used to have the the bands that were there, it just adds something completely different to the experience without having to be like all the bells and whistles of an attraction. So why not bring back some of that stuff? Absolutely. The steel drum band. That would be amazing. <laughs> Feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I hope they played that back then. Well, um, Sunshine Tree Terrace was there back then, uh, yeah. sponsored by Florida Citrus Growers. Not much has changed. Yeah. Nope. Get your Dole Whips. Get those Dole Whips. That's right. Yeah. And that's, I, I knew that there were some opening day attractions that were still standing. You know, you think about It's a Small World, you think about the Carousel, you think about Carousel of Progress. But even in the ones that I listed in the interview, you, it really stands out how much is still left still from there. opening day yep. two. So if we move on to Frontierland, one thing that I have never done was the Frontierland shooting gallery. I've never <gasps> done it either. Did you do that, Christina? It's so fun. That oh my is gosh, so, I've never done that. That is so nostalgic right there. Because That's going to get canceled this year. Yeah. Well... A lot of things are getting canceled <laughs> that don't need to be. So you're right. Yeah, rest you're in right. peace, Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun. I mean, it, it probably costs like a dollar per shot, but right, yeah. it's fun. It's At okay. Least. So they're still nostalgic. charging for that one. That's funny. Yes. No, Listen, in Frontierland alone, Bluegrass Band, Mariachi Band, yep. and then Dead Eye Dolly mm -hmm. at the Mile Long Bar. So yeah. that sounds like a 
A rip roaring oh, good time, whatever old, that is. I have no eye. idea what that is. <laughs> old dead eye. Old dead eye dog. <laughs> I just picturing her with their lazy eye and nah. Dolly Parton with a lazy eye, I think, maybe. You know, maybe. I used to think that the Davy Crockett Explorer canoes would have been like the best thing of all time until I went to Disneyland and they still have the Davy Crockett Explorer canoes. And it's a lot of work. I mean, I was work. sweating trying to Hopefully paddle this you did your, canoe. Uh, your shoulder workouts before you went. <laughs> no, and then I had this kid behind me splashing me every time he put his paddle. I'm like, all right, I don't want this water all over me. It's different right. than Splash no. Mountain Disney's water. not for kids. Get out of here. Yeah. Basically. But, I mean, I, I love that the Country Bears were there day one, yep. and they were sponsored by Pepsi. So it's like every, everybody's were... invited. I thought they were sponsored by Adam Duckworth, no? Yes. Yeah. Is he, that not? He also was sponsoring them before he was born. That's right. <laughs> I did hear, I've never, I've not seen pictures of it, but I've always heard such cool things about the mile long bar from when it was around. That would have been cool to see in Frontierland as well. Um, okay. Let's jump over to Liberty Square. And so we're on page five of this newspaper and Top left on page five here. You guys have to look at these pictures. I'm telling you, it's a reason enough to go to our Instagram. There is the picture of the scariest looking Dumbo that I've ever seen. It's basically a tall uh, elephant. He's taller than all the children and his eyes are just black. Like if Dumbo was possessed. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of possessed, we had the Haunted Mansion e-ticket opening day attraction in Liberty Square. The Hall of Presidents e-ticket attraction in open in Liberty Square, um, and then the Admiral Joe Fowler d-ticket attraction, still cool, um, and then more live singers, banjo duo, Liberty Tree Tavern singers, Liberty Square Fife and Drum Corps, and this isn't even in like the live bands that they're that they're talking about. They have parades, concerts, the Diamond Horseshoe Review. So all of that is separate to this just massive section of entertainment that they had going. I love that Liberty Tree Tavern was there. That's one of I our know. favorites. That's, I was just going to say that. That's still a fan favorite today, 50 years later. I love yeah. Liberty Tree Tavern. And the totally. Diamond Horseshoe. And yeah. Diamond Horseshoe. That's right. Do you guys, um, do you remember the little uh, the little trio that would walk around? I think they got canceled too, but it was a banjo and whatever. And they had a tuba. It was like three of them. They'd walk around no. and play music. That was one of our favorites. I just, I, I love the live that. entertainment. I miss that so much. I do too. My favorite thing about Disneyland was the live entertainment, especially in New Orleans Square. Mm. Mm, I'm sure that's good. Mm. All right, Christina, walk us through Fantasyland. Oh, this one's kind of cool. Okay, so we have It's a Small World, of course, e-ticket attraction. Right. The Basically sky anything you rode was right. Ticket. Well, kind of because yeah, I'll get there. Dumbo. I'll get there. Right. So yeah. okay. So the Skyway to Tomorrowland, which we know, are the Sky Buckets, correct? Yep. Okay. That Rose so was talking about that Rose was talking about that. Basically, it's what the Skyliner is today, just fifty years ago, and happened to go from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland or Fantasyland. How to cool would that have? Been? How crazy would that have been? 
Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, we have Dumbo, we have Peter Pan, which is a, both are C ticket attractions. And I'm sorry, but the line for Peter Pan is pretty E ticket to me these days. So I don't know. How can Peter Pan be a C ticket attraction and you're going to make It's a Small World an E ticket? I don't know. They didn't know, they didn't know what they had. No, I don't think they did. And then 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, of course, um, which is a C ticket attraction, which you guys said is very claustrophobic. So I don't know. No, that was E ticket. That was big time. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. This print is very small. <laughs> but it's right next to Cinderella's Golden Carousel, which a lot of C's in that. Maybe that's what it was. I'm sorry. That is an E ticket attraction. And then, <laughs> yes, we have the Golden Carousel, A ticket um mickey mouse review is that what that says mm -hmm. yep yep wow e ticket, e -ticket. Coming in hot. yep snow white is snow white's adventures mr toad's wild ride of course the mad tea party and the castle yeah is an attraction they just threw it they threw everything they had they're like yep. uh the, the castle counts and pinocchio yeah, village <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gosh, so, I would have loved to have eaten gosh. at these restaurants, though. King Stefan's Banquet Hall, the Troubadour Tavern, Tournament Tent. These places sound so cool. The Tournament Tent just sounds like a Renaissance fair situation yeah. to me. I don't know what that means, but it sounds Renaissance-y to me. And then, of course, Pinocchio Village House, guys. It's yep. been there the whole time. Still making pizza. Making pizza with ketchup and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And overlook, so overlooking Small World. Do you know where King Stefan's Banquet Hall was? No. That was what was inside the castle on opening day. That wow. was the wow. restaurant inside the castle. I just oh, looked it up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I did read about this in my research. And I think, and right, so it was a banquet hall. And they think they charged like $20 even back then for like a hamburger. It was something crazy. The menu was known for its beef and barley soup okay. and fried brie. Mm. Mm. Fried they brie. They had a, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what they were known for. So good. Wow. Now, now you know. That's wow. good stuff. I'm looking up, this one intrigued me because, you know, obviously we've got Mickey's Runaway Railway now, but the Mickey Mouse Review, just thinking about another Mickey-themed attraction so here's what that was. The Mickey Mouse Review was an indoor audio animatronic stage show in Fantasyland. Isn't that weird? Thinking about like an animatronic. Weird. It sounds like Chuck E. Cheese. Like, you know, yeah. how Chuck E. does that show <laughs> while you're eating pizza. That that was the Mickey Mouse Review before. So Gosh, that sounds That bad. would have been interesting. And it was an e-ticket. That's what's so funny. But reading through this, it really does... For those of you that have been to Disneyland or that want to go to Disneyland, reading through these lists feels mm -hmm. like current Disneyland, especially it when really it comes does. to Fantasyland, because you still have oh, Snow yeah. White, you still have Mr. Aww. Toad, you've got the Mad Tea Party. Um, yeah, it just it feels like what Disneyland is today. There was a polka band in, ah, in Fantasyland. Gosh. Oh, man. Give us what is back this, Germany the polka and band. <laughs> they, they didn't really understand story to that extent yet. Right. They were still no, letting so the characters walk from land to land. True. That's right. Um, okay, so Last Land, which this one threw me the most, and I'm sure that they had different things in the hopper as they were getting this ready, but Tomorrowland has practically nothing in it. Nothing. So I know. They have the Grand Prix Raceway, 
which today you guys know Tomorrowland Speedway. Um, that's yes. one of their attractions. The other attraction they have is the Skyway to Fantasyland. So one of the two attractions of Tomorrowland is a way out of Tomorrowland. <laughs> bare that's bones, right. bare bones over Get there. Get out of here. They that's crazy. The Tomorrowland Terrace and then whatever the Dallas soundtrack was. That was their entertainment. The Dallas soundtrack. So interesting. I'm so excited for Tomorrowland right now with Tron and, and just mm-hmm. like even seeing what it looked like on that day. It was so bare bones back then. And it just has the Tomorrowland Terrace and those and just the Grand, which they call Grand Prix. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy to see. There's no Space Mountain. Nope. Which four years later, so 1975, that'll show up on our next decade of 1981. But just some other highlights of this map. I think these are just like little windows into the past. They talk specifically about camera and film service. So if you would like to rent a camera or film process, it's available at the Camera Center on Main Street. Camera rental. How interesting. That's so funny because on my... On my memories on my phone the other day, I think came up like maybe my first trip, which maybe happened to be 91 or 92. And my dad has a camcorder. It's a picture of my mom, my dad, myself, and Mickey Mouse. And my dad has this camcorder just hanging from his shoulder. And it is massive. (laughs) He actually brought it into the park. So I feel like this back then would have been so useful oh, yeah. because could you imagine coming in with a with a camera that's like the size of your torso oh my right. gosh i'll have to show you guys that picture it was really funny so i get it i get why you would want to rent a camera so you don't have to lug it around it's just fascinating to me thinking about being back in time 50 years how different life was how slow life was and what I think stands out to me a lot, especially going into that, you know, camera section a little bit more, I just, I feel like, and maybe this is just the nostalgia in me, I feel like people were probably more present because so often when I'm walking around the parks these days, you just see people living through yes. the lens of their camera on their phone and they're not experiencing totally. it. They're not soaking it in the way that you just naturally would have when you didn't feel like, oh, I need to post about this or I need to make sure that everybody on my feed sees this. Like you just, you lived in that story and then when it was over, it was over. And how crazy that is. And I love that we get to capture memories in such a different way these days. But what a treat that would have been to just live in the moment. I'm so guilty of that, of just not living in the moment. I live through my phone and it's sad. And I wish I was around for a time a time like this where all you have are your memories and the stories that you tell. Totally. Wow. So there you have it, guys. That is a small glimpse into what Disney World, Walt Disney World, the resort, everything. There were, Obviously, we didn't even get to go outside of the parks because there's just so much that we could have talked about. I mean, you had the Polynesian, you had the Contemporary. That was it. You had that. You had the monorail, but all that was left to be discovered was still in the future. And we're going to find out more of those as we continue on our Decades of Disney tour. So stay tuned, and we will see you guys next week. Stay tuned for Trivia with Tim. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Travelmation Podcast. And now it's time for Trivia with Tim. Last week's question was, what is the number one food allergy in the world? Congratulations to Jonathan Sanders with the correct answer of the peanut. And now for this week's question and your chance to win some fun Travelmation swag. What class ticket was the Jungle Cruise on opening day in 1971? To submit your answer, just head over to travelmation.net slash trivia to enter, and we will announce the answer and the winner on next week's show. See you real soon.